So every time I talk about anxiety, one of my favorite lines to say is anxiety is a pattern. And once you can detect the pattern, you can break the pattern. But mostly we cannot identify that pattern where exactly that deepest anxiety is coming from. Now we have spoken about the trigger and reaction aspect of any anxiety behavior, right? Like you feel triggered by someone's reaction, triggered by that one fear that you have been avoiding for the longest time. Today, we're going to look at all your handwritings and talk about one trigger that I feel is the most important one. Thank you so much for joining us one more time on India's first graphology-based leadership show called Absolutely Right. Every single time I look at a handwriting sample, I realize that people have certain triggers, they have certain concerns. But you know, in all these years, every analysis, every conversation with a person only convinced me about one thing. People speak in stories. For every good or bad behavior, for every right or wrong thing that they have ever done, they always have some sort of story that allows them to justify that choice. They come up with some sort of explanation to convince themselves. Now, the story is interesting because it also changes the way you look at the situation. The story colors the way you look at the future. And today's episode is dedicated to that exact conversation about what kind of stories do you tell? Is it a victim story? or a hero story, a concept that I have used in APT, which is India's first mental gym, a concept that we used a few months back in India's first mental gym called APT. You can know more about this on the website aptmentalgym.com. I realized that people kept using the term victim and hero story over and over again. Today, I have invited three APT participants to talk about their journey with this whole concept of victim and hero story, how it impacted them, what they learned from it, and most importantly, what kind of impact that caused on their relationships. So do not miss all the stories. All these participants have also sent their handwriting sample. So I will be talking about certain parts of handwriting to understand where their trigger is coming from. So as you listen to the episode, make sure that you have your handwriting sample next to you because you never know what you learn about yourself on the Absolutely Right podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to Absolutely Right, India's first graphology-based leadership show. Every single week is about learning something new. And today we have our participants from India's first mental gym called APT to talk about one of our favorite concepts. And I'm saying our favorite concept because every week we learn new things, new concepts, you know, new ways of solving problems. But the point we're going to talk about, the concept that we're going to talk about stayed with us. Uh, as a community, we kept talking about it over and over again, and it is called Victim and Hero. So we have our three participants who are joining me today. Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Shalini and I'm from Hyderabad. And uh, I've been an advertising professional for about 15 years. But there was something that happened in life which made me uh, explore other avenues. And uh, one of them was art. And uh, I started art as a hobby. Then I realized that I have anxiety issues, anxiety and panic issues. I now use art to help myself with that. Wow. So now I'm looking at uh, becoming an art educator from here on. And uh, eventually the bigger picture is uh, to study art therapy and uh, to become an art therapist. 
I am uh, Satyajit Chatterjee. I'm an ex-banker and a chartered accountant by training from the UK. And um, I, I did that for many years uh, before leaving the UK because I was called, I felt, within to come and do something else in this part of the world. And so I'm now an entrepreneur, a businessman in the hospitality development space. And, um, it's been a spiritual journey for me. There have been tremendous challenges and lessons along the way, but at the same time, I've gotten more and more clear about the work that I need to do. And it's part of my Swar Dharma and, uh, and my Dharma to, to do what I'm doing. So that's where okay, I am. So, hi, I'm Kani. I'm a fitness coach. I was an <laughs> IT professional, but uh, I thought it, it was stressful and it increased my anxiety a lot. So I wanted to switch it, but I didn't have an idea what I have to do, but eventually I came up with my passion. So fitness coach in the sense, I was in my anxiety zone when I moved to Germany. So that time I wanted to take care of my health. So I wanted to do it. And then I was very much impressed with the concepts of nutrition and fitness. So I turned into a fitness coach. It was not planned, but I think I did the best thing for me. Now, we did not have this theme in mind, but as now you introduce, all of you have introduced yourself, I am realizing that you all have chosen your passion professions at some point after being a full-time professional in some completely different area, which is phenomenal. And the very moment that kind of decision happens, there are many people during the pandemic who thought of switching careers, starting something that they're really, really passionate about. But the challenge remains of, how do you cope up with your everyday challenges? So when you were making these moves, what were the emotional challenges that you went through? I think you get, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear and anxiety, which you have to overcome. I had a coach who, who helped me to, um, to comprehend this new vision that I had for myself. And then she gave me some spiritual sort of training, you know, and one of those was journal writing and the morning pages from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. So I kept writing and uh, to get answers to all my challenges. So that was one thing. The other thing was being really fit, um, physically fit, mentally fit, working out, exercise, um, giving up addictions like drinking and smoking and unconscious socializing. So really focusing on what it is you want to achieve. And when you do all that, you give up all these addictions and all that. There's much more clarity which comes through you. And then you're able to move to the next step. There are always challenges. There is always fear. There's always sort of, you need a lot of courage to, to suddenly leave your job, you know, making decent money to really go into the unknown. And we really are going into the unknown. So then there was that aspect of faith. Faith comes in, you know, having faith that there is a universe out there which is actually wants you to be an adventurer and doesn't want you to settle for the um, a safe path in life, which is a safe job, family, and all that. They want, you're supposed to follow your heart, your your spirit. Mm -hmm. And and by doing that, you will always end up in a better place. But certainly, it's much more challenging. Of course. So unconscious socializing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like if people yeah. start doing that, that takes away 80% of our social conversations. Okay, Kani, how was the experience for you? Yeah, for me, the challenge is still there. Because since I was in IT, so everyone who I met or if I share with someone, 
uh, I'm struggling with what I'm doing right now financially. So when I say that, they will ask, why don't you go back to IT? Every day I'm crossing this question, but still I just want to do what is interesting to me. So when we have this app conversation, we have to do something interesting. So when you wake up, you have to feel, okay, I, I'm going to do this. Eventually it is my job, but of course I have to enjoy it end of the day. So that still keeps me pushing. But yeah, this is the challenge even I'm facing right now. Shalini, what was your challenge like? So when the pandemic hit, uh, I suddenly started getting these anxiety attacks. Haven't been working professionally for about 15 years uh, and now not been working for a while and then getting uh, anxiety attacks was, uh, it just felt like I was crashing and my world was crashing. So for me, the way to cope was I started looking at trying on different things. And like I said, one of them was art. I uh, tried to do voiceovers. I tried to le learn music, wow. learn singing. So these were my uh, ways to cope with what was happening. And for a long time, I was uh, waiting to get better and then do things. But then along the way, I realized that it's not like it's going to, it's a button that I press and I'm going to be okay. Or I have a deadline when I'm going to be okay. I know that there's a time period that I have. I mean, what I realized and what I decided was that I got to get moving now from here. And if I fall, I stand up again and I walk again. The biggest tool that helped me in that was the Kam Sutra stroke, which, uh, yes, the S stroke, which you had uh, introduced to us uh, on social media. And I have been practicing that diligently every single day. Ever since, how many days are you into it now? Uh, I think it's about 90 days now, 92. Uh, that's, that's commitment. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. So every time I talk about anxiety, one of my favorite lines to say is anxiety is a pattern. And once you can detect the pattern, you can break the pattern. But mostly we cannot identify that pattern where exactly that deepest anxiety is coming from. Now we have spoken about the trigger and reaction aspect of any anxiety behavior, right? Like you feel triggered by someone's reaction, triggered by that one fear that you have been avoiding for the longest time. Today, we're going to look at all your handwritings and talk about one trigger that I feel is the most important one. So we have sent handwriting samples of all participants to everybody so that they can also have an access to that. I'm going to describe the handwriting stroke so our listeners can connect with it and look for that handwriting sample in their own writing or their child's writing or their spouse's writing, their boss's writing, whatever works for them. Now, every single time you look at a handwriting sample, a few things to keep in mind. The sample must be created on a blank unruled sheet of paper. If you find something like that, that's perfect. That's what we asked our participants to do. You also have to keep in mind that the sample must be created when you wrote by yourself, by in your spontaneous manner, not something that you copied or borrowed from someone else. These two rules generally help along with a signature that is practiced three times, written three times. So let's go and check out what exactly we can find in everybody's handwriting. So are you guys ready? So Kani, I have your handwriting sample in front of me. One of the most important trait that stands out is your handwriting goes upwards, which shows not positivity, which many people think it is, but actually the enthusiasm with which you work. 
every idea that you pick up you're very enthusiastic about it you want to achieve what you have in mind and that vigor is what gets people going like they really feel oh if she is on board she would just make sure that things will happen in some or the other manner now the anxiety trigger would be so many times you feel other people do not give you enough space to express yourself there is always like this and i'm saying that because in your signature there is lot of overlapping any signature that has overlapping uh, the person the writer feels that they are not getting enough room to do what they want to do to believe and follow what they want to follow and if that happens or i would say whenever that happens you leave what you're enthusiastic about and you get busy fighting the resistance around you you're like okay give me space so that i can do what i want to do and once i get my space then i will do what i want to do so it becomes like a vicious cycle and this space could be emotional triggers that people say certain things or you expect them to treat you in a certain manner and they fail to do that but by space there are some specific ideas that you have which unfortunately you have never communicated with people so what if i am in the loop of instant feedback okay i'm doing something i'm looking for feedback if there is no feedback from someone or from people i i'm feeling stuck oh am i doing the right thing again i'm questioning myself am i doing the right thing oh maybe i am not so this is the loop that i am finding myself right now so should i consider this instant feedback or should i continue what i am doing so when we are feeling triggered in any manner any any you know in any way that time making decisions or only looking for feedback is never advisable you need to find a, a kind of direction that you can decide okay i want to walk down this path when you are calmer when you are not being triggered by situations so for example if you are you fall in the well all you want to do is get out of the well you're like okay oh, my biggest objective is to just get out of the situation but that's not what you want at large at large probably you want to walk you want to go to to places you want to do things but when you're stuck in a situation you are not focused on any of it you're only focused on getting out of the well so when we get triggered we get limited by only that one objective that is in front of us or something that we have to do now i always recommend that do not make decisions when you're being triggered like that and why because you have a story that you're telling yourself about the problem there's something that is playing on your mind over and over again like when you're triggered you're like okay why could they be why are they behaving like this is it really going to work is it worth my time am i walking the wrong path now these thoughts are repetitive there is no change in those thoughts if you're getting triggered but if you're not getting triggered if you can look at the situation objectively is where you then act so whether feedback or no feedback so many times i tell myself that we won't decide about this project until we do it say for 100 days 100 days is a long enough time for you to then see where the feedback is coming from what works what does not work but imagine uh, you start cooking something and you just do basic tadka to begin with you taste it and you're like i don't know whether it is going well or not but you haven't added all the ingredients you haven't done added the masala you haven't done anything else but only a few steps so they can't decide where the recipe going to go similarly you also have to decide how long do you require to do and we'll talk about it when we weave today's concept of victim and hero yeah uh satyajit i have your handwriting in front of me uh as i'm looking at the sample before i say anything i would like you to 
tell me where do you identify your emotional triggers i get triggered by people who are not paying attention people who are who don't try hard enough and uh, high expectations and so perhaps i also pass it on to others i hate rudeness i hate impoliteness um people who are not paying attention to you they're con- constantly looking at their phone while you're talking to them they're not they're not really listening people who don't really care uh, or are interested and um that yeah that triggers certain things within me will it be accurate for us to say that the people around you can behave inefficient or they can behave uh, unprofessional in some or the other manner and you feel as if they control how you experience that that moment um certainly with the stuff we have at home <laughs> they trigger me um especially the food and all that and uh, and that is where my victimhood sort of thing comes in because i really need to take responsibility because i have a, an 84 year old mother who really you know she's not she she's not just not interested and so i have to take it so that's where that's that's one of my big triggers okay. is um people so can you, within can my you tell the, can you share the victim story what happens in a, in a, in a <laughs> so when, when i get when i get food at home and at uh, you know at lunch time and um, the the the, the part time uh, who has has cooked it and she's not even there she's gone off and it's just it's bland it's the same thing again and again and again um that's that triggers me and then i i just i i get angry i get angry and and i start um i raise my voice and that's not good because um that's not really who i am but um it does get out of hand sometimes in yeah. i'm looking at your handwriting sample and we have a stroke in writing mm-hmm. uh if you look at the lower case letter t uh anywhere if you wherever you find it just look at the horizontal line that is placed on the lower case letter t yeah if the line is predominated on the right side of that word that vertical line yeah talks about impatience and temper issues right okay if it flies off in the air on the right side hmm. it is temper that can be caused by anything in yeah. your case it is still touching the vertical stem it is not flying off in the air mm. that talks about that the very moment the trigger gets to you the yeah. immediate reaction is temper yeah yeah so, i mean i i do but um i've i've also become much more patient as well um over the years okay. especially with regards to projects and and the length of time things take and uh i think the teachings of mother and sherabinda have really really helped me in this area so we actually going to talk about this so before i get there when we all feel that victim attitude coming in that why am i being treated like this why you know the simple thing this person cannot deliver how many times to tell them the same thing over and over again when we yeah. have a story like that somewhere we use certain words to describe that story all of us do and we all have certain scripts pre-written scripts that we keep repeating so uh, shalini do you have a story like that that you use as your say victim story if i have to use that word uh, as we know it's not easy living with parents once you grow up and you differ in terms of a ton of things actually <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, 
for the longest time i have been very angry with my mother that she is not nurturing she doesn't know how to nurture me and she doesn't even ask me how i am or if i have a problem uh but after joining act and the way you broke it down for us i actually started realizing that my mother has her own back story she has her own challenges that she's faced in life which has shaped her as a person and uh, she is who she is mm. and for the longest time it's like you're doing this to me that was those were my words and so i want to explore a little bit more like what happens when you feel as if you are the victim what do you tell yourself that she is doing this to me why is she doing that to me there's a why and there's a she these are the key words which i found okay that's that's brilliant because convincing yourself that it must be a reason why this person is behaving like this and if i'm communicating or if i'm saying it they are not changing their behavior then that must be deliberate do we all agree to that like that was a common grounds of victim story uh yeah for me the victim story is like uh why i am in this situation so i always ask why i am in this situation why i chose this so i self doubt myself every time when i get into this victim situation that is what my victim story so shalini your handwriting is in front of me and i didn't comment about it one of the things that i find extremely important for you you have disconnected writing style that talks about somebody who is creative intuitive and disorganized so when you expect other person to to provide something that expectation might be a on say week 1 it would be b on week 2 it would be c on week 3 so it changes because not because of your moods but genuinely you feel inspired differently and for other people to understand what might be going there is lack of consistency at large and you enjoy that you thrive in that environment which is constantly challenging you in different ways but as much as you want to jump and leap and go in those directions other people have no clue where you're going you know what you the statement that you made that i don't think my mother understands where i come from i agree it's not only about your mother many people fail to understand because you keep evolving every now and then so when you choose a path like that when you choose a journey like that i feel it becomes our responsibility to make it easier for other people because they are very busy in their own lives they don't have time to decode you and if you think something is not working for you probably decoding it in the manner they can understand might be a way to solve that problem now what i'm talking about is actually having an experience where you feel completely victimized where you feel that the other person other situation the outside world is causing this to me and if you feel that so strongly then this is a time to use what satyajit mentioned like journaling or shalini mentioned like stroke when you do that when you really find a way to disconnect and take a step back momentarily to understand wait a minute am i only buying the story or do i have a choice so the concept of hero and victim as i was uh, talking about is when you feel that someone is causing you to feel completely helpless or something is making you feel stuck in a situation if you choose the story where you are only the victim the subject of this entire situation you feel you cannot change much 
when you change your approach and when you become the hero in your mind and ask yourself questions like what can i change here so that i am not treated in this manner and the very moment you ask that question some uncomfortable options open up like oh confrontational conversation you're like i don't want to do this or probably hiring someone else to do the job or oh, that means training them again that is like a lot of work or finding a way where you can you know create you can participate in creating a menu or having a coach who can teach you what are the steps in finding the professional journey as a nutritionist now all these things are uncomfortable because we all love our comfort zones but when we start choosing the hero approach something fundamentally starts changing we start looking at different ways of of approaching the same problem we have spoken about this all of you have learned it can you give me an example where you tried applying the hero and victim mindset and what happened what was the situation how did you try it and what happened so with my mother i realized uh, quite a few things after the hero and victim session where uh, she's a person with her own baggage and her own challenges so why is it that because she's a mother she's expected to be a certain way and not That's brilliant have her own issues right so that is something i realized she's another person with her own baggage just like me second thing what i realized was that that's all she can nurture that's all she can give it's it's her 100% actually and me expecting her to give me 500 which she cannot is not her fault it's it's my expectation which is making me be the victim again brilliant so you actually instead of looking at your mother like your mother with certain expectations you started looking at her as a woman as another adult woman who had her own personality and certain challenges and you said okay the very moment i accept her as another human being another woman in the house then i would not expect her to compensate for my desires that stepping up and being a hero completely that's brilliant. just one more i would like to add uh which is uh, i can't control uh, through all my obsessions i have realized and of course through art also art has also really helped me a lot where i've realized that you cannot control people or situations uh, situations outside you okay you can only control how you feel about it how you behave or how you react so the pause that we learned or that you brought to our notice was something i started practicing it was really tough to hold back <laughs> and not say things you want to say in the moment and it started with saying things going mm-hmm. off board but then after it was done at least i would think about oh i could have paused here yep. so that got better with time uh so now i don't want i for me now the bigger picture is okay i need my peace so it's up to me whether i interact with the other person or get into a conflict or words with them or a conflict with them but i'm going to lose my peace hmm. i can't they're not going to stop so i started choosing my peace like choosing my reaction and my pause so shalini you said that art helped you look at the pause concept so what what shalini is referring to that we say between every trigger and reaction there is a moment where we can pause 
and the very moment we pause the reaction becomes a choice so you can choose your response so instead of getting into like this automatic cycle we break it by practicing pausing the very moment we are triggered so shalini how art helped you do that so i have also been a fluid artist okay so in fluid what art, is for our listeners what what so, is fluid art so fluid art is uh, you mix uh, different colors of acrylic paints and you layer it and then you pour it out on a surface in different techniques using different techniques you pour it out on a surface so when you pour it out it has its own formation that it takes and you cannot control that <laughs> how much ever you want to yeah. it has its own mind it takes its own course and the same combination of colors would behave one way on one day and next week it would behave completely different is unpredictable like people i love it so it teaches you to flow right and uh, it teaches you that you can't control everything <laughs> and also the three colors that you mix when they get mixed at a certain level they create new colors wow so that again is something you that's can't so create that's so poetic oh my god that's so poetic thank you thank you can we have another example where you you know what i'm trying to say is that we want to exemplify for our listeners uh, what was the dialogue or what kind of dialogue goes in in our story when we build a victim story and when we change that to say a hero story what can we do to change that dialogue so i was in a turmoil uh, for last 3 uh, months which i wanted to handle everybody's situation like okay my mom she is alone at home i have to handle my sister i have to handle my brother but then i realized i'm i don't need to do all these things for them i just have to be with them so this acceptance came after after a while so i wanted to change things for others but i realized they don't need to change it they don't want a change but they need a support right so That's this cool. acceptance yeah this I, is what i could share so when we are not when we don't accept situations we become controlling right we want to like change yeah. everything and every duck must be in a row exactly i was telling everyone okay you do this then it will be okay you do that but they don't need that actually okay. they need just a support so you needed to be silent the way he said exactly yeah <laughs> i chose to be silent so now i am just listening what they are doing i don't want to change them and two two things i want to add here uh, esther perel who is a relationship expert talks about it takes two people to spoil a relationship and it always and always takes only one to make it better to improve it and what all of you are saying is exactly that you like you did the work you became calmer and other people saw the shift and suddenly they felt something was shifting and they responded to it and the second one is you know it's is wonderful to see the stories all of you have been speaking about different challenges and issues and and conflicts and the tool and i you know i'm saying this because it's not about knowing the tool is about putting it to use all of you did that it's about actually understanding the concept but specifically using it and not only using it once it's staying with the process and using it over and over again is where the shift happens i um, got into a conflict with my sister last night and i was talking to her and both of us were you know like arguing about something and i caught myself having a victim story and i'm like whoa and because she has learned app tools uh, she said 
that is a great victim story tai and i paused and i'm like yeah that's true because it's not only it's not enough to know the tool like i teach this i talk about this but i even didn't even realize that i was building a story that sounded like a victim story it sometimes requires other person to hold the mirror to say wait you might know the concept but you're not implementing it you might you know be aware of it but that doesn't mean anything so thank you it's, it's so beautiful to see it just and i feel i always feel an act is making it even deeper as a journey for me that teaching a concept like this or or looking at a, a mental shift like this always teaches me so much more and i feel i have become a better student in the last 8 9 months that i have we have been doing this mental gym so yeah. thank you everybody for being part of my yeah, journey so to add this yeah to add this uh, me and my husband had a conversation like it was a kind of argument so we both were telling our side of story then it this thing came to my mind and i told him no this is your version of story i am telling my version of story that's why we are not able to figure it out then he also realized the fact yes you are right <laughs> then in the other conversation he told yeah this is different versions of story we have to find one version that is suitable for both of us and yeah it changed it how nice how nice we had a guest on the show her name is uh, sharmila sahai uh, she is a managing director for timex and she was uh, going through her breast cancer treatment and she was dealing with all of this and she like oh my god this is painful and she is not married so she's a single woman uh, i think in her late 50s when she was diagnosed and she was going through it by herself and she would go and visit these hospitals and look at other people who had entire family to support but had no money and resources they did not have like things basic necessities taken care of and she wondered she said i have a problem and i think probably not having a family to support me is my bigger problem but other people with similar issues have different challenges so we can choose to look at the victim story and say but that one thing is missing for me and she said i could have focused on the fact that i don't have kids to look after to me and then i looked at these people and you know in the given time span for life that they had they had families they had kids but they had no life left they had no no money to take care of themselves so it's always the version of the story that you can choose to connect with in order to move forward it's always a choice so if you haven't considered journaling we have a 21 day anti anxiety journaling workshop where i speak about the handwriting stroke that shalini mentioned called kama sutra astro the link is aditisurana.com/lockdown21 it was a social initiative during the lockdown period if you want to only learn the stroke the link is aditisurana.com/kamsutra it is c a l m calming stroke that's why it is calm sutra so do check it out i would love to know if that stroke that practice of journaling is helping you in any way i believe the the whole conversation about victim and hero and you know all these situations that all of us go through has contributed to you has made you rethink about your stories that you're writing all the time if your stories are changing if you think this tool is really really helping you please share your story with us my email id is right w r i t at aditisrana.com i'll see you next wednesday with one more episode of the absolutely right podcast till then happy writing mm-hmm.